the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi everyone, this is Simone Millicis and welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. And I'm talking with two of my very good friends, uh, Mr. Steve Bowman and Mr. Tissa Bowman. Welcome. Hi everyone. Hi Simone. Hi Simone. (laughs) Now, I absolutely adore these guys and I've known them for quite a few years now. They were actually, I'm going to see if I can drag them on more podcasts than just this first one because they've been such a huge inspiration to me over the years. Um, My partner, Brandon Watt, and myself, we used and abused them for a long time and still desire to use and abuse them. It just, we just don't seem to have as much time spare anymore. But what we used to do, and we'd like to have another one, is called Financial 101 because when Brendan and I first started, you know, dating, as they say, and we would start looking at our finances, Brendan so didn't want to look at it. And I also didn't want to look at finances working with someone. So I had a real adversity to it. And these guys, I want to say, have created so much from both myself and Brendan and where we are today in our lives and the creation. And I know that this is just the beginning. So I just want to say a huge, huge, huge thank you for you guys and everything that you've been for us. And you are amazing. You have both, I mean, you've both done many different things from, you know, living and working and studying in America. And you've got a million different letters after both your names for everything that you be. You basically worked in the corporate world for some time. I mean, this is the very, very short version. And what I was really grateful to listen and observe that you guys chose to do is desire to create something different with everything you had learned throughout your life. Everything you'd worked in, every industry, you know, every everything you had chosen and you decided to actually work together. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Mm. I would like to say yeah. now to the so admire you and <laughs> the way you create your life and your relationship with Brendan and everything you've been and do. And you know that I've been telling you every time we have a conversation that, uh, you know, I I saw in awe of you too. So the feeling's totally mutual. <laughs> this is more like a love fest now. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> we like each other a lot. <laughs> One of the things I've, I've observed with you guys over the years too is you chose to sort of work together and come up with, you didn't say, oh, we have this business, we're buying this business, now we can do this together. You actually created it. So can you talk a little bit about that first, just to sort of introduce the way you guys started creating together? The way that things start was I was in seven days in Costa Rica and the conversation, I, I happened to call him one night and I sensed the energy that, you know, he was ready to move on, ready to change. And I knew that that was the, the good time for us to look at what else is possible so as soon I came home from seven days in Costa Rica, I sort of asked him a question. Is now the time for us to choose to create something totally different in our life? And up until that moment, both of us in totally different industry and different things, like he was, Steve was being a, a CEO and the board director and all these sort of things in one industry. And in that moment, I didn't sense that we could even 
do anything together because I was a senior executive for a major corporation in Australia. So the idea that the two of us actually joined force and created a business was not in our reality at all. And just before Costa Rica, the idea is that both of us had to leave our six-figure income to go into ground zero and, and create something totally new with no client, no nothing. It was quite um, interesting point of view, really, for to do that. But when I came home from Costa Rica, I knew that that the, the time was then that we had to do something totally different and we just took the opportunity and chose it rather than then. It felt expansive and we knew that if we created that, our life and our future would be amazing. So we, we did. I love that. I love that you, you know, starting from ground zero quite often, especially once you've been established and you've, you know, had had a child and a family and a house and all of that. Most people think they can't actually choose what they desire to choose. You didn't make that uh, something that you couldn't leap over. You actually kept choosing. So, Steve, do you have anything to add to that and what that was like for you? Like, yeah, one of one of the things in all of this was that there was no sense of loss or anything like that. It was actually a sense of excitement. And the one thing that we always knew that both of us excel at, that we're really, really good at, apart from being modest, is <laughs> the ability and our knowing that we can create no matter what. We've never not been without. Now, we've been without money, but we created more. And we've been without you know physical things. When we went to the US, we lived on the smell of an oily rag in the US. But then we created one of the most successful fashion businesses in, in New York out of nothing. So one of the things that we always knew is that we could and would always create and couldn't, couldn't even entertain the possibility that, that we wouldn't and couldn't. So there was no fear. Once we, we actually chose to work together, then we just kept creating and creating and creating and creating. And, and sometimes it worked out in ways totally different to what we'd expected it would work out. Well, that's like most of the times. And that's why we, we learned to plan but not plan in this reality. So what we spent quite a bit of time discussing, and we still do to this day, 15 years later, is so what do we want our life and living to look like? So if money weren't an object, what would we choose? So what is there about the future that it's trying to tell us that we're not willing to receive that if we were to change, we could receive? All those sorts of questions we're constantly asking, even to this day, and will, continuously. We were quite blessed to have access to support and facilitate us to create our life. I We knew that the time was you know, expansive then because we knew that we trust in our capacity, but at the same time, we knew that we have all these amazing tools and we have Gary, we have Dan, we have you to actually, you know, have our back. We so, use the tools shamelessly. So we use the tools <laughs> all the time shamelessly and we, we access you guys shamelessly when we ever needed anything in that moment in time, which was really quite an interesting time to actually leave everything and start everything afresh. So I've used, we've used and abused you and you use and abuse us. It's a mutual, mutual love and creation of uh, using and abusing each other for creating something greater. I love it. 
<laughs> so, um, and I'm really, I just want to say too, I'm really impressed and I'm wondering if there's anything that you could talk to the people listening here about, uh, I mean, both of you mentioned, you know, Tritissa mentioned starting from ground zero and Steve, you were mentioning about, you know, living on the, you know, the smell of an oily rag in New York, yet creating a very successful fashion business in New York. So I see so many people go to the place of like, I have this great idea, but I can't create it because I have no money. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons and justifications that people limit themselves and conclude that they cannot create something greater. And say, do you have anything that you could, you know, mention to the listeners about sort of changing the point of view around that, I guess? We, what we did was we made a commitment to our life and to our creation. We, we knew that the choice we made to go to U.S. and live there in two years with very little money and very high fee in uh, doing two master degrees are huge in U.S., even though it was 30 years ago still a lot of money when we didn't have much money to start off with. And I knew that I had a design capacity. I I knew that I was able to create something different. And I wasn't quite sure what it was that I could create to actually support our lives while we were there. And then I kept on being in the question and then I end up saying, okay, I have a fashion design capacity. So let's design some knitwear that very Australiana. In 30 years ago, it's very trendy to be Australian, you know, something <laughs> unusual and we created things. So people really embraced us. I love it. A Thai princess designing top New York fashion around Australiana. Hey, do what you can. <laughs> you do. But the, the, the really interesting thing in that is that we always knew we could create and we always knew that we would never be without because we just out-create the being without. And we never you know, sat down to plan what it would look like, but in the end, over that period of time, because we didn't have a point of view about what we could or couldn't do, you know, people will tell you, you cannot walk up to New York and try and set up a business in the fashion industry because it takes you decades. Well, it took us half a day. So mm. it's just not, you know, the points of view that people try and impose on you just aren't true or real. And what we've found constantly to this day now is understanding what people's points of view are but not buying any of them as real. And yeah. when you don't have the point of view that say that it's not possible, everything's possible, and uh, that's we we have created that. I've really been looking at that recently, actually, like that everything is possible. And I know, you know, some people listening might be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's like you've got to have X, Y, Z. But it's not true. It's like anything that you desire, you can actually create anything. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite stories is I know, uh, you know, Caesar Milan, he's a very successful dog whisperer. He has his own, you know, TV show. It's not just in the US either, it's worldwide. And he's very well known. And I'm sure he's, you know, making lots of money. Now, he came into the US as a wetback, which, if you don't know, yeah. a wetback is someone who actually swam across the water <laughs> from Mexico to the US and came there as an illegal immigrant. Now, most people would define that and conclude that, oh, he's a wetback, he's an illegal immigrant, what can he do? Oh, he can pick strawberries or, you know, he can work, you know, as a gardener or something like that. But he didn't look at it like that. 
He used his capacities and asked questions and created himself as a very successful worldwide, <laughs> you know, dog whisperer with his own TV show. So it's like, what are yes. you desiring to create that you've got all these reasons and justifications that you can't do it? It's like, you know, we've been talking about creating from ground zero, creating from no money. It's like, you know, what ideas do you have that if you actually put them into action would create a completely different reality for you? It's like, I beg you, I plead you that go out and do it. Just give it a shot. What's the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't show up the way you think it would. Yeah, exactly. And one of the interesting things is, and we've, we've seen this on a daily basis constantly, is that there are infinite multiple streams of possibility out there which the only thing that will kill those streams of possibility is when you've already decided how something should be and we find not only are there streams of possibilities but every single darn one of those streams of possibility have multiple streams of revenue attached to them as well too so we found that if ever our streams of revenue tend to dry up for whatever reason we know it's our point of view on something rather that's just stopping that and literally and it's usually me once i change my point of view on something all of a sudden the 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 streams of revenue just show up almost instantaneously this is not once this is not twice this is almost every other week i love that i love that you're actually willing to admit that it's you you're a you're a smart man aren't you steve (laughs) well only me only i can change my point of view exactly (laughs) a little bit out sometimes (laughs) Let's talk about creating let's talk about creating businesses from nothing. Because um I know I was going to do a different topic on you but I'm changing the topic because of where we're heading now. And it's it's like I know I mean I've listened to you guys talk about this and I have a lot of clients and a lot of people that I deal with like I said that always have this, you know, oh I can't do it if I if I don't, you know, have this amount of money. I mean, I remember doing a session with someone one day and she's like, "Well, these are the reasons I can't do it because I need all this money. And I said, how much do you need? And she didn't even know how much she required. And I was like, so you've just got it in this place of I need money and you don't even know if it's a 1,000 or 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 of what you require to create it. But she was so happy in sort of like what I like to call the joy of failure. It's sort of like, well, I could do this if I had money. But the reason why I'm not is because I don't have money. But you're not, if you're not even clear on what it is that you require and desire, then how are you going to create it? I mean, the other day, Brendan and I, we were looking on realestate.com.au and we found um, one of our dream homes. <laughs> it's on Noosa River and it's $12 million. And we're like, hmm, $12 million. But I noticed the first thing that we didn't do was we didn't go, oh, we can't afford that or that's not possible. We were flying on a really long flight from Italy to Australia. And, you know, every time we sort of had a chat to each other, we started talking about what possibilities could occur to create this $12 million house showing up in our lives. So I still don't have an answer as we record this on this date. And it doesn't have to be that house. But the demand in our worlds to have more and create more was what was palpable to me. And it's not from that I have to do X, Y, Z. It's from the demand of, you know, ourselves and the, I want to say the request of the universe to show us what else is possible. So what I want to ask you guys too is with people out there starting businesses, whether you want to, you've started, you've got a dream, you've got a desire, you've got something like, you know, you guys working in the corporate world and six figures and, 
and then saying goodbye to that and starting something. What are some other tools and questions that people can ask that can start them on that, that place of knowing that there is another possibility available? What you actually said, Ben, is, is already uh, give the insight into the tools. The first thing is to have the clarity about what it would be fun for you to create. And like you gave the example is what it would be fun is to have a property by the Noosa River. And you kept on asking the question, what would it take for me to have a wonderful dream home at the Noosa River? So the first thing is to have a clarity about what what would you like to have that would be fun, that would create a greater future for you and for everyone concerned. And the same thing is if you have a property in the Noosa River, it's going to be fun for you and for who you are, everything will shift and change for people around you. So have, have make the choice to say, okay, this is something I would like to create. So the second tool is making a choice that I would like to have that. And you, you don't have to have a strategic plan to say, what I need to have money to create that. It just make a choice that I would like to have a house by the Noosa River and I would be willing to create and generate and and have it. And it's not about timeline that you put in, but making the choice and the demand that uh, no matter what it takes, I'm going to have one of these. And then the, the thing I would add to that, change and change and change and change because what most a lot of people you know they, they, they do things like oh, i'll get into trouble for saying this they do things like vision boards they put vision boards up and so <laughs> on but they don't change anything right it changes yeah so what what needs to change for this to occur so i've got you know a vision you know chitista and i we talk constantly about what would you know, what, what do we want our life and living to be? And it's around the energy of travel and innovation and creation and making a change in the world. But we don't sit down and say, well, let's hope that that comes about and let's not change anything but hope that something happens to us. No, that's not how it works. So we're constantly looking at what do we need to change? What, what needs to change here? What are the different ways we can look at this? So the, the beauty of that is it's a constant state of creation from the choice that we make of creating the life that we know that we can create. Have a big point of view about it either. You know, we like, we make a demand and a choice to create, but we don't have a fixed point of view about how it's supposed to look like and when it's supposed to happen. We just made the choice and do whatever it takes that that energy of what we want to create and we just go ahead and do it and receive it. And I, I think you guys have come up with some really key uh, points there too. I mean, the first one I noticed, Tutisa, when you said that when you do make that that uh, choice to choose something, it's like everything starts to shift and change around you and that there mm-hmm. is no timeline. You can't put a timeline on this. And and one of the things, Steve, I know that you mentioned is it's like each the choices that you're making, and I really would like people to get this. It's like, you know, every choice you make today creates your future. So it creates it creates how your future shows up by the choices that you make today. Now, even mm-hmm. if I look at a couple of examples, it's you know we I mean it was only four or five days ago we spoke about this twelve million dollar house. 
And yesterday I was sort of in back-to-back meetings and I was having an okay day. Like it wasn't a great day. I was just a bit weird in my world, which is fine. I learned to sort of ask for some sort of contribution with that and create more ease using the access consciousness tools. And then I had this meeting at five o'clock that was a PowerPoint presentation. I was like, oh, seriously, I have to do this. And it was awesome. (laughs) It was one of the most creative meetings I'd had all day, all week, all month. It has the possibilities of creating revenue and creating massive revenue. Now, I don't have a timeline on it. I'm not vested in the outcome. But what it did, what I did notice is it really got my creative juices flowing. So you have that. And then even today, we, we Brendan and myself worked out with his sister, Sarah. And she's amazing at you know, being a personal trainer. And she, that's not her career. She just does it. And I said to her, you should develop an app for people who can do, you know, sessions in hotels so and see what that looks like. And then I went for a run and I came back and I went, hey, if you want to look at this, I'll, I'll look at investing in it. And she's like, okay. And say, so I have no idea how these things can show up. But you know when you follow the energy and you, you learn to recognize when that energy shows up that matches what you know you can create and the possibilities, like what we spoke about right at the beginning, that everything is possible. It's like follow that energy, ask more questions, it's expand it out and see what else can show up when you're willing to play with that is what I want to say. It's like add to all of that. And that is a good example uh, really about following the energy and following the path of greater possibilities. What I see when we talk to people about multiple stream of possibilities, people tend to immediately go into their multiple stream of revenue or multiple stream of income. People tend to go immediately into chasing the money. And I think one thing that Steve and I do is we never chase the money. We're willing to receive money, but we never actually chase the money. We always going for possibilities first as our priority than money. And we but we don't exclude the possibility of money, which a lot of people <laughs> again do. Right? Yeah. I'll chase my dream in brackets and exclude any money showing up that might actually make this even more interesting. So that I can prove that I'm not doing it for the money. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Seeing that happen around the world. <laughs> so um, I do like that. Can you expand a little bit more on the like that multiplicity of possibilities and what people can start to look for with that? Well, I mean, one of the things is that I mean, it's a true statement and people don't get how true it is. The world is an infinite place and knowing that there are these infinite possibilities out there, okay, well, let's maybe narrow it down to some of the points of view that we've got about life, but being willing to have no real fixed point of view about how life must be or how life should be, um, but have clarity about what it is that you're wanting to create as your life. Now, that can either be really wanky and airy-fairy and fuzzy and unicorns, or it can be the most empowering strategic focus that you could possibly have in your life. So if you're willing to constantly ask, what do we want our life and living to be like, without having a fixed point of view about exactly what it's going to look like, then what happens is that all these multiple streams of possibilities that have always darn well been out there, but you've been refusing to see now become a bit more obvious to you. And so what 
what, what we've found is constantly, I mean, just today, just today, we were talking about something that Tutissa sent to me and I immediately said, oh, I can't really see how that fits. And then she said something else and I said, oh. And then we looked at it and then all of a sudden we're in the process of creating a TV channel online. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you Skyped me and said, hey, do you know anything about this? And I said, no, but I know someone who does. <laughs> and then that, that, within the space of half an hour, we've now got people from around the world giving us insights into how to create a TV channel online. And we've got 90 of the best modules that we've already got creating a TV channel, but that didn't exist in my world until four hours ago. That's awesome. I love it. That gets me so excited. <laughs> When we talk about multiple stream of possibilities, even though we have the energy of willing to generate and create more wealth, more abundance, uh, more possibility in the world, ever since we've been uh, embracing benevolence, capitalism, I, we always go into the space wishing well for all. When we create multiple stream of possibility, we always be in the question about, will this create greater possibility for us, for everyone concerned and for the world? So that has been the space that we have been functioning on for the past three years, about create our life from wishing well for all, not just the me, me, me universe. Mm -hmm. Everything we choose to create our life what would this create in the world? What would this create? Would, would this be wishing well for all? And that is, has been our priority because we realize that if we expand from that space of creating wishing well for all, we will expand our life and we will expand our future. And Gary Douglas always say that once you expand your life, you expand your future your financial reality will expand. So, so, and we, we experience that ourselves, that once we start functioning from wishing well for all, our, our life is totally expand. Uh, and, and, and our future keep being larger and larger from our energy that we can perceive. I think uh, uh, we don't have issue about finance, really. The reason we don't have issue about finance is we have no real point of view about finance yes, mm. because, because we know it's out there somewhere and if we don't have it at the moment, we need to change our point of view and look at it differently because it's still out there. And it always shows up. I know it was interesting yeah. when you were talking about that too, Chitissa, because today when I spoke to Sarah about doing this app and, I mean, she's fabulous and it's like, and she's so kind and caring and the way she uh, talks to you about different things that you can do with your body and how you can work out. And she knows it because she was interested in it for her. And um, I mean, Dr. Dane here, who's a good friend of ours, co-founder of Access um, Consciousness, she sends him little workouts that he can do in his hotel room. And she says, okay, what have you got? Have you got dining room chairs? Have you got this? And then she sends him these workouts. And that's when I was like, this is brilliant. I was like, you should do it as an app. But when I went for a run, that's when I was like, oh, is she actually going to do this? And I wasn't sure. And I went, what? In my head, I asked a question of what would be required for her to actually choose this. And I went, oh, if I invest in this, she may choose this and she may start to figure out how to implement it and how to institute it. And her life can get bigger and everyone else's lives can get bigger 
that actually, you know, uses the app, et cetera. So I love that whole benevolent capitalism idea. And if you embrace it, more will show up. That is more will show up, more will show up. And just as a little, um, we've got a book here. Um, I know the book you guys wrote, Benevolent Leadership for a Better World, Unlocking Benevolent Capitalism by both of you two and also Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness. And you can find this book on Amazon, but you can also go to benevolentcapitalism.com and there's a whole lot of information and podcasts and videos. There's a whole lot of stuff that you can find on that if you want to start to, you know, as the as both Steve and Chetusa were saying, it's like creating a sustainable future from asking what can you create that benefits all? And I love that whole aspect. And you know what? It sort of comes quite natural to so many people as well. It takes the burden off what you've got to create you know, this reality projects at you that is a is a must-have, you know, like ca- calibrating your success by the amount of money you have in your bank account rather than what you've actually created and changed in the world. Big difference. Mm. And what you just described there of what you have been playing with, Sarah, is, is, you know, that's exactly what we were saying about bringing out the leader in people when you know that they have capacity and you were being the, the contribution the catalyst for different possibilities and you're willing to support her to create and generate different possibilities because you can see it in her. And a lot of people don't actually see it within themselves. And some of us have capacity, like you and I tend to see the capacity in people and willing to actually inspire people to choose something totally different. And you're conversation, your, your example that is that you being the leader that inspired someone to do, to choose and invite them to choose something totally different. And that's amazing. Yeah, which is a to- total, it's another podcast that I would love to invite uh, you guys on to. <laughs> I'll um, ask you here live on this podcast to actually talk about you know, leadership and being a leader in your own life and how to empower people to lead. So I would love to get you guys on again to do that. And I also want to, I just want to tap into, can you talk to me about what you guys have got coming up? I know you recently became Right Riches for You facilitators. Tell me a little bit about that and where people can find you. It's interesting, this, the whole Right Riches for You, one of the great gifts of that as a as a topic and the people that are involved in it is that everyone brings a slightly different perspective and point of view about it. What we're doing with Right Riches for You is looking at it from the point of view of being the leader in your own life and then what does that look like in, in creating the right riches for you? And riches isn't wealth, it's not money, it's about creating the life that you know you can create, which includes wealth, generative wealth, money, and the creation of different possibilities and change. So um, from pretty much nothing a couple of months ago, we're now presenting workshops in Helsingborg, in Vancouver, in Dubai, in Washington, D.C., in Rome, in New York, and San Francisco. Francisco. But if people are interested and they go to www.that2, and that's the number two, that2bowmans.com, and uh, we've just revamped it. Chia looks nice. It's it looks awesome. Like, I'm very impressed. There's some really cool stuff on there. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny with websites because as soon as you get it up, most of the time you're like, eh, I'm over it. 
And your website looks absolutely beautiful. I'm very impressed. And I've got to say, because I know you guys quite well, and the photos that you have of you two up there really give the vibe and the energy of what you two be and the invitation you are in the world. So I am incredibly grateful to know both of you and have you in my life. So thank you for everything that you that you are. So the two Bowmans.com is where they can find you and check out the website. And you have a whole bunch of classes. And Helsingborg is in Sweden, just in case somebody didn't know that, because uh, I didn't until I actually met someone from Helsingborg. <laughs> so is there anything else that you guys would like to add from this? It's like the creating from ground zero, any other tool, question, anything you'd like to leave them with? But one, one of the things that you said, Simone, just triggered an awareness for me, and that is what if, what if we were willing to see the money that we had in our bank accounts and the generative wealth that we were creating that wasn't necessarily in our bank accounts as a celebration of the life that we were actually choosing to create. I like that. That would be an interesting way of looking at it. It would be. one more tool is that whatever you want to create, choose, make a choice to create. And once you choose, you can ask, if I choose this, what will this create? And, and go with that question because the most important tools is choose, making a choice, making a demand and be willing to be the question and go for it. And just to add to that too, I'd like to say if, if you're like, ah, how do I make these choices? Just make a different choice each day. Start with something small and something simple, something that you thought that you wouldn't have chosen yesterday. Choose that today. It's not like you have to choose these big, big, major things or something you've decided is major. It's like keep choosing, keep choosing and see what shows up because from choice you create awareness and from awareness you can change anything and choose more. So thank you, Steve and Chetissa Bowman. As, as I'm sure everyone realizes, I adore you guys. You adore me. It's mutual. We love each other. <laughs> I'm great, <laughs> grateful to have you in the world, on the planet the same time as I am. And I look forward to inviting you to do another podcast with me sometime soon. Thank you, Simone, oh, for having us. You're welcome. And don't forget to check out my website, Simone Millis's, uh, which is Simone, M-I-L-A-S-A-S.com. And also check out thetwobowmans.com with the number two. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. Bye, everyone. Bye.